we present another episode of your own serial, Castlewick Light. Jeremy caught Clive embracing his wife, Beth, and when he goes fishing in Tom's boat, he's horrified to find that Clive is there too. Tom's wife, Alice, is also not too happy about the trip, so she goes to share her fears with her old friends, Billy and Marjorie, at the Castlewick Light. Get you, my dear. Oh, nothing, thanks, Billy. I've just come to talk. You look worried, love. What's bothering you? Well, it's Tom. He's taken a boatload out to sea to do some fishing. Well, nothing very unusual about well, I that. I think it's overloaded. And I told Tom that old tub's only good for three. And there's five on this trip. Who's out there then? Well, there's Tom, of course, and Mary and Sammy. They often go out with their father. And that new chap from Lantern Cottage, Jeremy, and Clive Blaze. What? Those two together in a small boat? They'll eat each other. Will they? Why? Well, surely you've heard that Clive's been making eyes at Jeremy's wife, and the other Oh, wing... no, no, Marge. Alice oh. doesn't want to hear all that. Now, come on, my love. Tell me what the problem is. That boat will just about take five. Well, yeah, on a calm sea, I suppose it will. But I watched them go out and it looked very low in the water. Yes, and it's blowing up a bit. White horses on the waves and all. Mm, yes. Heard the shipping forecast, Alice. No, no. What did it say? Well, it, it's not too funny, I'm afraid. Oh, Lord, what's going to happen? Now, calm down, Alice, dear. Tom's been out in much rougher than this. Yes, but not with a dicey engine. Dicey engine? He was going to have it seen to. And he never got round to it. How do you mean, dicey? Something electrical, he said. Keeps cutting out, or else it won't start. Oh, I don't know. That sort of thing's beyond me. There you are, love. Glass of brandy on the house. Help with a bit of warmth into you. Oh, Billy, you're a real friend. Well, there's nothing much you can do. Come on, I'll join you. Let's talk about something else. They'll be back in no time. You'll see. I wish you'd stop making that row. You'll scare the oh, fish. Now, now, you two, call it, will you? You've done nothing but make us Don't blame me, Mary. I didn't ask to go on this trip with this chap here. This chap here happens to be the, the husband of the girl you've tried to do. Oh, not again. Look, I've apologised. You've thrown me out of your home, and I've still got the bruises. Can't we just leave it at that? Good idea, Cloy. Oh, Mark. Was that your line jumping, Jeremy? I certainly felt something. Not a bite, Jeremy. Well, there's, there's something there. Let me take your line. No, I'll take it, Mary. No, that's just the current. In fact, it's quite strong. What do you think of the weather, Dad? Well, quite honestly, I don't like the look of it. I'm just wondering whether to turn back or not. Well, we're quite a long way out. I know. And two of the crew are landlubbers. I hope you don't mean me, Tom. Well, no offence, Clive. But you only go out for the fun of it once in a while. I'm a professional, and Mary and Sammy have grown up on the deck of the boat. Nothing wrong, is there, Tom? Dunno. I can smell rain, and the wind's getting up. Oh, sounds like a bit of an adventure. Don't be naive, Jeremy. I know what Tom means. Exactly. 
Then it comes to it, and we've got to move fast. I need on board people who know what to do without telling. Well, you've got me and Sammy. And I'm not a complete ignoramus, Tom. Well, you could have fooled me. Oh, stop it, you two. Forget your differences for a bit. You might have to work together in a few minutes. As bad as that, is it? As bad as that. Come on. Off anchor, Sammy. Let's start the engine. Haul in your lines. We're going home. Oh, so soon. I haven't caught anything. Do what you're told, Jeremy. Tom's not playing games. Come on, chop-chop. Sooner we're out here, the better. Sammy, will you get that ruddy engine started? Now. So what seems to be the trouble? It's our marriage. Jeremy's and mine. Surely you've heard. Now you tell me in your own way. I thought it was halfway round the town. I hardly dare show my face in the light or in John Goff's shop. Everyone stops talking when I walk in. I take it that you want to mend a few fences. Of course I do. I still love Jeremy and I think he still loves me. But we're getting swept along by events. Oh, it's right enough in town. We hardly see each other. But here in Castlewick, it's going wrong. I never wanted Clive to start going soft on me. I like him, of course, but he's not much more than an acquaintance. I could talk to Jeremy, you know. Young Clive has taken a fancy to most of the single ladies of this parish. But I'm not single. That's what makes it so awful. It's not awful at all, if you keep control of it. You've got a part to play as well, you know. Yes, I see that. I really do. And I've tried to explain, but Jeremy's hardly ever in the house. Like now. He's been up since the crack of dawn on a fishing trip. And I'm not too keen on the fact that Mary Taggart is in the boat with him. She's an attractive little thing, and I wouldn't put it past Jeremy to make a pass at her just to spite me. I know how he operates. You know what, Beth? It's going to be much better if I could see you both together. Do you think you could persuade him to come along with you? Well, I could try, but it won't be easy. Sorry, Beth, hold on for a minute. Hello, Vicar speaking. Oh, hello, Billy. Yes, she's right beside me, as a matter of fact. Oh, I see. Yes, I'll tell her. Yes, leave it to me. At once. Okay, Billy. Thanks for calling. Bye now. Something to do with me? Not exactly. Now take a deep breath. It's not an emergency, but Billy seems to think it's a bit dangerous. What is? What's dangerous? Please keep calm, Beth. There's a storm blowing up. And Jeremy's out there in that moth-eaten boat. It'll probably be perfectly all right. Tom's just called up on the radio that they're coming in as fast as they can. I think we should go down to the beach and welcome them in. You've got your car, haven't you? Jeremy's likely to be a bit wet and cold. Of course. Well, come on then. What are we waiting for? I'll just get a couple of blankets and then we'll be away. Oh, the radio's gone to it! Why did all the electrics have gone? It has to take up a fire! 
did call a lifeboat. Yes, that was a major, wonderful man in a crisis. Oh, sorry about Billy's lunch. He shut off his engines too early. Well, I don't know, though. It's a dreadful sea for picking up survivors. You were all leaning over the same side. I could see it tilting. And then that bloody great wave came up behind you. Yeah. Well, at least we could bring you some life jackets. You should have been wearing them, you know. Oh, I know. Don't rub it in. Don't say that to Tom. He's very cut up about Sammy. Well, well, well. How's the patient? Still unconscious, I'm afraid. It was a hell of a crack. Poor old Billy. What hit him? Boat walloped down on his head as it turned over. Two boats in 20 minutes. Unbelievable. Oh, come on, Billy, me old mate. You'll be right as ninepence in a couple of hours. How about you, John? Any luck? No, no, I'm afraid. We've all been searching the water, the lifeboat crew, Tom, me. No, sir. You must have gone under with a boat. I know Sammy was a bit of a hare of scaring, but it's an awful way to go. Where's Tom now? I'll go to him. No, he's in the cabin next door, breaking the news to Mary. Right. 
Oh, I could do with it. I'm Poor Sammy. Poor Tom. Little Mary. Well, at least the rest of us have managed to escape with no more than a wetting and a few bruises. Except for Billy. Yes. Billy worries me. Well, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be conscious again. I mean, the paramedic said so. That's as may be, Clive. It's what's happened as a result of that massive blow on his head. I saw a steel girder on a building site drop onto a workman once. What happened to him? Oh, he recovered completely, except for one thing. What was that? He lost his sight. Thank you.